2: Never mean it no harm That's some uh, Dukes of Hazzard
1: (laughs) That supposedly is I What a classic song (laughs) I
2: love your reaction You're like, (laughs) yep Yep
1: That must be the show To be honest, guys I've actually never watched the original episode So um, now we're all familiar with Got a few technical issues going on there, guys Oh. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Welcome to Almost Royal After Show. I'm your host, Stephanie McGrath, and I'm joined by my fabulous two co-hosts for our final episode, unfortunately.
2: So sad. I'm Dave Klein.
3: Super fabulous. <laughs> I'm JB Zimmerman. Sad that it's the last episode.
1: I know. It's, it's-, su- it's
3: such a short season. It's I feel like it was just
2: yesterday when we started. Um. Yeah, it was a short season. Definitely. Yeah, I mean... It was, it was, like, only a month ago. Yeah like, yeah, like, literally only a month ago.
1: And it's been... Look, I hope, viewers, you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh And hopefully... I don't know, we can talk about this at the end, but maybe a season two. I mean, they're For so us. catchy Man. and sort of addictive.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. the show, so if... BBC wants to make more money, I feel like they should definitely invest in the second season. See, I think the question
2: yeah. is what they do, because it's always hard when the cast out of the bag. Yeah. Right. And for this type of show, so it's like you have to somehow figure out a place to go where no one's going to recognize the characters. A good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. once
3: for this show especially, like, you know, Borat is obviously a movie, so they can do everything and then release it. Yeah. Um, this It would be tough to sort right. of pull the same hijinks um, after it's been aired.
1: That is true, but I don't know. I think most people would still, again, Americans, you could pop them in it. I mean, take them to Hawaii.
3: Yeah. Maybe? Hawaii. Would be well, I mean, they do get BBC America in Hawaii still. So. Oh, I, <laughs> know, <so laughs> I, I didn't
1: mean that to offend Hawaiians, <laughs> but I okay, you're right, yes. Now, guys, we're really lucky on this show. Uh, we're actually getting a call in from Chris, who's one of the producers based in America, who was involved in the making and the filming of this show. So we're looking forward to that. But before he calls in, let's talk about Nashville as All right. the final episode. Now, guys, we open up and, of course... As we predicted, we knew there would be radio stations that'd be singing, that'd be recording something. So, there was a lot of recording
2: yeah, in this episode. Was. I was surprised how much singing was in it. I was like, because usually it's just like one part of it. Yeah. And it ended up being, and I think at least three, because there was the radio station, which we opened with, there yeah. was the recording studio, and then the, it ended with the performance. Right, the, the karaoke to, sort of band. Performance. Yeah, it was yeah. a nice like wrap up type of episode where. Um, where you start with one thing and then you bring it back. It's it's circular. It's a full circular episode.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. But am I the only one? Or I cannot get Poppy's goddamn song out of my head. I mean, besides the fact that girl cannot sing for her life, but Facebook. Oh. <laughs> just,
3: <laughs> well, yeah, just uh, like the... Not I. I don't even know if it's the chorus, but this the sort of beat of it yeah. is just kind of incepts your mind, and does, unfortunately, it does not get out. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I like as soon as are just like, blocking it out. Block out just- that song. <laughs> I don't want it in my head.
1: It's it's not going to stay in. Well, look, guys, they go into they were introduced to go to Coffee Country and Cody They're there, and they get to sit with disc jockey, Bill Cody, and I mean I. I Really enjoyed their little take on well, Georgie's description of how they're fiftieth and fifty-first yeah. in line for the royal. So basically, they need the busload full of the forty-nine people before them to die, and then they can then they can go. In and line. Poppy
2: just has to hope that Georgie's the one driving.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Because
3: then she gets to be queen. It's such a interesting thing. Because I assume that most of the people in line are relatives. I mean, if mm. not immediate family, definitely cousins and, and that kind of thing too. To wish them all a farewell in a bus crash off a cliff is a little harsh, but at the same time, the reward is pretty big,
2: being the, the king or queen Yeah, the well, that's read. a lot of people, though. Yeah. Draw, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 50 like on the bus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was a good interview, too. And I thought, I don't know, the, the station, too, just the way it opened, it's like, wow, this is really totally country-sounding st- station. Yeah. The way they describe themselves, and they were showing all the stuff in the book. But apparently, that's also what they do, is they country radio. Yeah. For their station. So, yeah. yeah the, then, between culture and agriculture. Yeah, between That's culture nice and
1: agriculture. Line. I was <laughs> just
2: like, okay, it's one of those stations. So,
3: yes. <laughs> Hello, Nashville. It welcomes
1: <laughs> that. Now, what was your take on Cody and the producer's reaction to Poppy singing?
3: Um, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, they sort of didn't know what to say because yeah. obviously their listeners are, you know, their jobs. They have a responsibility to make sure that doesn't go well because they're on their show. Um, so they, I think, had to be careful about how they played it. But at the same time, they sort of just dodged it completely. She was like, oh, yeah, what did you think? And he was like, Uh, oh, I was talking to, uh I looked at my buddy here and yeah. just changed the subject really quick.
2: That actually seemed like a genuine reaction, like yeah. a genuine take. Like right. they weren't in on that song or anything like that. They were just like. Oh. It's, oh my, that
1: is... Oh that is no, <laughs> yeah. Which is an interesting point, because I thought this episode, more than the other ones that we've seen, we got more of the real takes from people.
2: I felt like reaction. that as well, actually. Right. And especially too, because you, you got a lot more of the camera crew and the background crew that you would see in yes. it, because you kept on seeing those shots where it's like, well, here's the crew right there, so it yeah. definitely seemed a lot more real.
1: There was something different, yeah, definitely about this episode. And once, once they were shot off by, you know, they had a 20 minute time slot and, and clearly Georgie and Poppy were offended by that because they were cut in, what did Georgie say in eight? They didn't even <laughs> yeah. get, they were like, all right, next, moving on. Um, they, they did move on to this petrol scene. And that's what, when I was saying it seemed, that was so real. That was so genuine that the fact that they're sitting in the car, and the, the guys come up and they're like, look, can you help us fill up our petrol tank? And the guys are like, no. And the, you know, um, I'm not your bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was actually scared terrible. for them.
3: I mean, they yeah. could have been in danger. Luckily, the, the crew is around, so there's more of them, I feel like, sort of behind the scenes. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of of why they didn't really, those guys didn't get like more aggressive, cause they were obviously offended.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but um, see, I, I was kinda wondering though, cause at first it seemed really real to me, but then then when they were making fun of the girl who was driving the car when it drove off, that seemed like, I was like, it almost seemed like she would have had to sign some form of sort of waiver. Right. To me for them to do that, and, and go ahead and take that dig at her. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure, so I was actually mixed on if this one was real or not. Cause uh, also uh, I mean, you had the camera crew standing outside, and then they're filming, and the people were mic'd outside of the car as well. Or, I mean, I'm sure there was a boom mic. I'm just trying to figure out, real or fake. The producer, just,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Dave here, is of course thinking that. I mean, it's good. It's good to see the insides. How did they work that? Because yeah, I, I mean, felt were, it was really... Well, yeah,
2: their reaction felt genuine, so either they were just good at acting it, or it really was... Like, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes with these shows, they'd say afterwards they'll be like after it happens, they're like, oh, so they'll they'll break it and be like, okay, so this is what it is. You sign the waiver, so it might have been a legitimate reaction that then afterwards they went ahead and got releases signed and things like that. Exactly, and to kind of sweeten the deal, you can obviously offer them money to make it.
3: You know, obvious. That was a very funny scene. If they did get it in a genuine way, that's totally worth you know, some production value to have that scene in the yeah. show. Because as Dave was saying, like you... Nowadays with with TV, you can't show
2: people or anything really... uh um, that. Without that permission. But it's it's cool yeah. though that it did feel so real. Right. And yeah, again, it was like... And then when you saw the camera turn, you actually saw the production crew behind. And again, that was what you were saying, uh Stephanie, that it just... It had a different feel to it where it felt more real because of things like that. Where all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's, yeah, we have our crew right here, and then the camera turns to show it. So that definitely made it feel
1: more real. Yeah. What was your take? And I'm, were you offended by the start of the conversation, which happened to be Americans are so lazy if they're (laughs) sitting in the car? Now, is it they're born fat and they grow lazy? Or are they born lazy and they grow fat?
2: Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I that, yeah, I thought yeah, that was the whole chicken with- or the egg thing. Yeah, not at all. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, when I studied abroad in Britain, that was like the one stereotype that everyone had of Americans was that Americans are lazy and fat. Yeah, and things like that. I don't know. I, just whatever. I, I don't feel like I'm lazy or fat. So it's like I don't care. Whatever. Sure, that's what Americans are. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've I've talked about this before on this show. I feel like everyone just has to lighten up and have a sense of humor about things. Be like, okay, sure. Exactly. I agree. I mean, I feel like for obesity, I mean, obviously there's people who get
3: it through genetics and and that. But Mm. it's so much so um, sort of a reaction from a lifestyle choice. So... You know, making fun of of that. It's not like attacking someone's nationality or anything that they can't control, like sexual orientation. Yeah. It's something that they choose. Like, it is an act of laziness, sort of.
2: Well, I mean, they were, I mean, when they were saying Americans are like this, right. I guess it's an attack on nationality. But it's like, I guess I don't identify so strongly with being American where I'm like, oh my God, what, <laughs> how can you say that? I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not a, a fat no. American, right. so...
1: Exactly. Now guys, we'll just cut at the moment to, we have, I hear Chris on the line. Chris? Hello. Hey Chris, calling all the way from New York, are we? Uh,
0: yes, I'm in Brooklyn.
1: Brooklyn. Now guys, um, Chris is one of the producers on Almost Royal and we, you know, have this great opportunity to have you on board and, you know, call into the show and let us know about your experiences producing this fantastic show
0: yes uh, well first thank you guys um, very much for watching and then talking so much about the show um, yeah I can uh, looking forward to talking to you guys about it
1: awesome now Chris how did you how did you actually get involved in the show have you ever done work with BBC America before
0: uh, no this is my first project with them I was through a colleague um, based in New York, I was put in touch with um, a guy named Seamus Murphy Mitchell, who um, is an EP um, and the showrunner for Almost Royal, who is um, one of the funniest and um, hardest working people I know. So I got um, matched up with him and basically Burning Bright Productions, who produced the show, uh, their UK based production company, and uh, they were commissioned to make the show by BBC America. So it was um, an
1: An American network,
0: um, an American show for American audiences, and basically they were looking for um, a U.S.-based producer to kind of help with navigating the states a bit and um, just making sure we're using correct terminology sometimes because it was going to be for Americans. Um, So that's how I got involved.
2: So did, were you at all, at all involved in deciding when they would go to various locations what they would actually do? Because that was something that we were, we've we been talking about and wondering is, well, why do they go to this specific place over that place, and how do you guys actually make those decisions? Or do you just kind of do a shotgun method where you go to a bunch and then you use the best takes of whatever places you went to?
0: So basically, I, am, and so I joined the series... Um, a few weeks before we really started pre-production, and uh, so I went over to the UK for a week to work with Seamus and his team, and they had already mapped out kind of the six. Um, in addition to uh, Nashville, which was the pilot, um, they had six. They had identified the six cities that they wanted to that they wanted to film in, and obviously discussed with BBC America. And um, so within those cities, we just kind of went through either the stereotypes of that location or things that we. Um, knew we wanted to do things we had heard about um, that just kind of, you know, in a lot of ways typified that that city or that state. Um, so then the three weeks before we filmed, um, we filmed in two blocks, we did um, three weeks, three episodes in the fall, and then three episodes over the winter Okay, um, this past 2013, 2014. And for the three weeks before each of those blocks, um, myself, Seamus, um, an AP named, uh, producer named Matt Lamont and Elizabeth Scadden. Um, the four of us would go on kind of like a tour of these three cities, meeting with all the people um, with whom we wanted to put on camera. And we had, you know, meetings every day from like eight to eight. We just went from uh, person to person to person with just things that we had researched and thought we wanted to film. And then we kind of narrowed it down from there.
3: Chris, yeah. is there anywhere that you guys wanted to go um, but weren't able to due to time constraints or logistics?
0: Um, we want, we did talk about, we talked a lot about New Mexico, and we talked a lot about Florida, um, but though, but the cities that we were in were definitely, I would say, probably our top picks, but there were definitely things that we always on the road would say that we could do, we thought we could do episodes in those two other places.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess sometimes it's also just signing rights for places, too, so was that... I mean, you were in meetings from 8 to 8, so did you find, though, that for the most part, people were actually pretty willing to do things on camera for the locations that you actually wanted to shoot within those states and within those cities?
0: Um, yeah, we didn't come up against too many no's, honestly. Um, most of the things that we wanted to cover, we were, we were given approval for. There were a few things um, with different, like, kind of branch, not necessarily branches of government, but... Government-run agencies or organizations um, that were a bit hesitant to participate, under very understandably so. Um, mm. So, but yeah, for the most part, we got to do almost everything we wanted.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess that would be the White House episode, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the Washington D.C. episode. A little bit
0: touchy
1: there. Perhaps. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you
0: know, we didn't gain access to the White House. Not to say we didn't try. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get it.
1: Next time, I'm sure Obama would love to be on the show. Now, <laughs> now, Chris, that's, we, that's what we're hoping. It's interesting that you say your involvement was also with the terminology and referencing here in America because that was actually, that's been a common thread, something, a topic that's come up in every episode we've talked about. We've had lots of viewers question and ask American-based viewers that are like, how do these guys know what's funny for American authors? How do they know those types of slang, those words? Was that some of your involvement?
0: yeah definitely um, I definitely played a part in that um, but Seamus um, and Samantha Martin who was one of the writers um, on the show along with Ed and Amy, both all had either spent some time here or were very familiar with American culture um, so they they did already have a, a pretty big handle on that but there were definitely times where um, I would come in and make certain suggestions just things that might not be it might be somewhat you know, below surface level things you would see in a certain area certainly like in New York um, where I lived it was a lot of fun to come up with different ideas for things things to do in New York things that would, things that anybody watching from any part of the world would understand but things that were, um, were unique to New York I guess
1: ah yeah especially that coffee scene Remember yeah, that, that,
2: was, yeah <laughs> that one was that who, yeah. <laughs> the girl wa- and that one was great
0: that one um, was a lot of fun <laughs> Uh, We filmed that um, very early in the morning, the day after um, uh, Valentine's Day, and it was freezing and snowing, and um, it was our first trip out to Williamsburg, and the barista, who was such a good sport, um, she showed up and she was ready. She was just not ready to have any of Poppy and Georgie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's a lot of conditions that throw at someone like, okay, now have a good day. Yeah. And be on the top of your game, right? Like especially a, that early in the morning. That right. she was <laughs> not ready for that.
3: Certainly.
0: No. Yeah, they were they were very nice to open up early for us. And I think her manager told her like the night before, the morning of, like you're going to do this thing for BBC America tomorrow. Please go <laughs> up at this time. A yeah, surprise.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. She, she
0: walked into those two.
1: Well, she certainly gave her opinion on how she feels about, I guess, the the world state environmental issues. Now, Chris. Um, what was your take on? We'd love to know working with um, Ed Gamble and Amy Hogarth.
0: Um, it was uh, it was a blast to say the least. Um, we had a lot of fun together. They are two um, genuinely like, um, really like lovely, sincere, hysterical people. Um and they everybody on that team kind of became a little like traveling family for, for the time that we were doing that. So, you know, they we spent a lot of time in the back of fifteen passenger vans going from place to place. Jeez. Um and, you know, just got to know each other very well. They were total pros um the whole way through. Um and they had a huge involvement in, in obviously what what ended up playing out on camera. Um but yeah, we're just they were they were really um fun to watch,
2: and I'm assuming they never once broke character even behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. uh no, we were pretty <laughs> vigilant about that, no they obviously once we got to a certain point, they were able to let their guard down, but we were very vigilant about getting them um you know from the minute they kind of stepped on like location wherever we were filming yeah um they were they were in character,
1: wow.
2: Yeah, it's funny cuz like I'm just I actually like something I wonder is like I'm like what are, what are they really like? I just have right. no clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah, they are
0: job. very very far um from their characters, <laughs> although they have they do have like defensive humor um it's definitely very much them. Yeah. It is, they are, they can, they like enjoy like being silly and, you know, just lots of puns. Huh. Um but yeah, they um are yeah, personality wise very, very different.
3: Nice. Are their singing voices as bad as they are oh, did represented? I <laughs> put
0: that on, yes. I don't know. I mean, that might be true. I don't think I ever heard Amy give it like a real a real try, but I, that may be not her that might not be her character. That might just be Amy. <laughs>
1: I mean, we saw, they've also got now on the um, website, and you can, I don't know, almost Royal has actually tweeted it, so viewers, guys, check it out, the actual music video.
0: Ah, you guys put, nice. were
1: you involved in in that production as well?
0: I was not part, not part of the, the music video, actually. They, they filmed Nashville before I joined the project, um, so they did a lot of that. Yeah, they, they covered all that before I joined them, but... I was lucky enough to be there in San Antonio when we did the Tejano session um, and they remixed the Tejano version of it, which um,
2: yeah.
0: it was great. It was like several hours in a studio um, and everybody involved was <laughs> they were really good sports.
2: Wait, so Also, what about the YouTube spaces? Were you involved at all in that? Those interviews?
0: Um, I was not, actually. Um, they I was working on something else in New York at the time when they filmed okay, it. Okay, yeah, um with Seamus and Sam and Ed and Amy left l a but I know I talked to them while they were there um so they 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 had had a really a really good experience with them and, and filming all that stuff. I was like the with like the synergy of having all the YouTube personalities with them um yeah, they just they had a really good time
1: now, Chris, can you leak any gospel news? Is there any possibility? Are we looking for maybe a season two? Do we see Poppy and Georgie coming back to the screens at all in the future?
0: I um, I wish I had that information to tell you, um, but nobody would like to do um, like have that experience again more than me. So um, if there's ever anything I can do to make it happen, I will. I would, I would easily do that. Uh, but yeah, I I, I, could, I couldn't say either way at this point.
2: Yeah.
1: No, oh, I mean we could even see them back in the UK, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
2: that'd be pretty funny because yeah, cause it, I feel like because it was BBC America, there'd probably be less UK viewers who actually know who they are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Possibly. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I, I, we keep saying, you know, we could take them, we could take them anywhere, we could put them on any continent and have and have that experience. But yeah, I think it could easily keep going in the States as well.
1: Certainly, I mean, we even made, I made suggestions. Let's put them in Asia. Let's put them in Thailand <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, Tokyo, so <laughs> random. <possibilities> <laughs> exactly. Now, Chris, um, where where else can um, any other productions you've got coming up that are sort of involved in that you want to talk about?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I just started um, a project which is vastly different than, um, than almost royal, but it's uh, it's a new series starting on Bravo. Um, in, um, in August on the 12th. That's a show called The Singles Project. And basically I'm doing, um, I'm supervising a little of the digital stuff that's associated with the show uh, because the series is, it's a real-time dating show where uh, six New York singles um, are going to film the show um, and then it's going to air, you know, four or five days after that. So the audience is going to have a real opportunity to affect what happens um, in their lives. In real wow. time on the show. Oh, that sounds interesting. So that starts, um, next month. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun to to start figuring out how you how you do a show like that because it's not really being done right now in the in that in that reality kind of space.
1: No, imagine Poppy and Georgie on a dating show. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy would have high standards. That girl.
0: Man, that seems like... oh man, she <laughs> she. Um, she really turned it on with the, like her, her feminine wild in the in the uh, in the garage.
2: Oh yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know about the high standards yeah. when it came to the garage. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Where, where did it standards go? about the bearded go? guys.
1: She was. Oh, a, sorry. Did it again? Yeah, she was an absolute hoot in that, that episode. She was flirting out of
0: control. Yeah, she a... was, and it, came, it kind of came out of nowhere too. Oh, <laughs> you know, Really we
2: <laughs> nice. We didn't
0: plan for that. We didn't talk about it beforehand. Really. <laughs> Um, and that became one of the one of my favorite scenes
1: from the
2: whole series. There's That's great. That's great that she just <laughs> improvised that whole thing. That's pretty cool.
1: Just natural. Yeah. yeah. If you feel something for a guy, go for it. She certainly did. Yeah. Well, look, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. I'm sure, as besides us, but all the viewers will absolutely love your take and your experiences, and it sounds like, overall, it was really, really fun. It, would you have even called it work?
0: It is... The most fun I've ever had at work, or, or like really, generally speaking, most fun I've ever had. Um, wow. It was uh, yeah, certainly did not feel like work much of the time.
2: That's great. Having yeah. a job
0: where you can go and laugh every day all day is uh, is pretty priceless to me. So yeah, it's great.
1: Oh, damn, I want to work was that. Yeah, you. I'm like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> well, yeah, hope they
2: like
3: hope that. they get a season two so you can have more um, work-free days.
0: Yeah, I know it would be great. Fingers crossed.
1: Excellent. All right, then, Chris. Well, thank you very much, and all the best. We hope cool. to no, see you soon. thank you, see guys. Yeah, thank you. Great. All right, guys. Well, how was that? Speaking that was, yeah, that you was guys, awesome really hearing some actual you. background. Yep. Yeah. And it was interesting because we just started off talking about this episode. Didn't feel there's something a bit different about it, and the fact that he, Chris, mentioned that this was actually the pilot. Right. Yeah, episode. it's interesting
3: that they aired it last. Yeah. Um, you know they often do that. I, I actually wonder how they sort of did the order. I imagine that you know they did it by geography. New York and Washington D.C. are very close together, so mm-hmm. it makes
2: sense to do those sort of at the same time. Yeah, I kind of would have imagined this would have been the middle, and they would have put some button on the ending because there was no real ending ending to the series. Right. So I would have imagined that they'd have like some sort of wrap up, and there really wasn't anything. So that's why I would figure this would be a middle episode.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I was kind of were you? Yeah, all, no, I at the I definitely it,
2: felt that. You're yeah. kind of
1: watching, and you're like, Hobbit. yeah, I was like, oh, it's sober. Like, it? I thought okay. it was a
2: commercial. I was like, I pulled up. I was watching the DVR. I started fast forward, and It's like, okay, another commercial break. And then I was like, wait, wait, the credits are rolling. Exactly. Really was? I was really, huh. I was definitely hoping for some type of yeah. closure.
3: Maybe just a reflection of of their experience in the states, and sort of just something to tie it up. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of left. I mean, it could it could be good and bad if there is a season two, maybe. That's something, But if there isn't, you know, hopefully like a DVD feature or something.
1: Something to finish yeah. it off. Yeah, right. I agree. Um, now, coming back to the episode again. So, we moved on to Dukes of Hazard, where we we actually got to meet um, Catherine, who was the original cast member in Dukes of Hazard. Favorite line. I think that really <laughs> just, just stumped her. She hasn't her.
2: aged at all.
1: She hasn't aged at all. <laughs> That's but why
2: I still masturbate with my father. There you, yeah. there you Still go. There you go. Still to this day. Yeah. While I was watching, I was just having a go at it. I was like, yes. Yes. <gasps> yeah, that was a great line, she was though.
1: Like, <laughs> Awkward. Um, What do I do to that? The guys just said, both me. That's yeah. the closest I can get to daddy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just thank you. That was a pretty fantastic line. (laughs) Definitely one of the best lines.
3: Well, yeah, he just because he took it like zero to masturbating to you. Like, it was just so abrupt and out of nowhere. I was like, okay, you just met. Like, you did the, hi, how are you? I'm Georgie. Bam.
1: (laughs) In some way, I kind of felt it was a bit of a, yeah, we'll hit it back to you when she starts off. And I think she kind of started to backstep a bit when she realized when she started talking about the royal family incest, making a few kind of ta- oh oh right. brother and sister no you look like you're a married couple no 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 we don't we don't do that anymore not all yeah. now and no they've never done that and she's like oh yeah okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was also like it was cool like the people who were watching you see they had their cell phones out taking video yep. they were like trying to record the footage of it so it was kind of. Yeah, some behind the
3: scenes, I guess, if they ever sent that in.
2: Yeah, actually, it would be if they if you ever found that. So I'm I'm wondering if any of that ended up on YouTube.
1: Yeah, actually, behind the scenes with Poppy and Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we head off again, and I, I mean, I think the stereotype the whole thing though is which they do associate. We talked about being fat and lazy American, and then it's shooting guns yeah of course right. so we're off to another shooting range
3: well actually um but with the Dukes of hazard they also did the the car testing a little yes. bit yes um which That's- i thought i mean it's a short sweet moment but i thought it was fun because it was so genuine their reactions were just like whoa like being tossed around in a 180 like in a car is obviously exhilarating so it was fun to see the car cam have you yeah. done it i have not done a
2: 180 oh, okay. backwards. i'm like Have you? No, I was just curious. I'm like, that sounds like cool.
3: (laughs) Sounds like fun to me. No, definitely. I mean, I would love to be in the, the Lee for that. Um, yeah. It's cool that they just kind of, (laughs) when he was in, sort of getting in, you have to hop in through the window. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, yep, he had his end right there. To the left, to the right, to the left. And he's like, oh, oh, oh.
1: (laughs) I think,
3: I think he had a thing for,
2: uh, for Poppy. Maybe yeah. I mean he was willing to just yeah do all that for her. Right.
1: Ooh, that accent, girl.
3: <laughs> he didn't uh, have a beard though, so you had no chance. Yeah, mm, was true. not going to be. Good point.
1: Be out. We like I like that from Chris. That a lot of that that was natural. Poppy was just like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <But laughs> just, just we stop filming that. Yeah.
1: now. She's <laughs> like, no, I'm still going to go. <laughs> I'm going to keep rolling with this. Now, guys, we moved on um, to the. Oh, well, more about the shooting range, though. I should mention. Um, both of them, though, now we've seen them through all these... They're pretty good with a gun.
2: I was
3: surprised I at, at I, how... My
1: shooting skills are horrible. I don't. Have you
2: been, there to a shooting range?
1: To, I've shot once.
2: Okay. I, yeah, I've never been to a shooting range. I've shot shotguns and uh, rifles. Yeah. But I've never done, like, the handguns and... Uh, what was it? Like an Uzi thing? <laughs> it wasn't an Uzi. of is it kosher? Automatic was... gun. <laughs> But yeah, so I've never shot those types of guns before, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know if it'd be good or not. I yeah. imagine I would because I play video games. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean,
3: when they were shooting in previous episodes with the clay pigeons, they were both pretty dead on. So
2: I imagine, yeah, they we may have had training elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were doing that whole thing about how they don't really shoot in Britain anymore, but I still feel like I mean. Yeah, I still feel like You're countryside still, big on the whole, still you
1: associate England with guns Yeah, hunting, right. I still associate it
2: as like an English thing because that's mm. how like hunting came from there and I think like the fox and the hound. Exactly.
1: Classics. But I do I'd say I associate America with shooting range and 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 you know, yeah. Gangs. Just guns. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like guns kind of like of, I, you know. I think
2: like handguns you so right. Wait, see because I mean like
1: yeah.
2: handguns specifically like deadly force guns you associate with America because yeah, and in Britain, it's illegal to have it. You're not allowed to. Even cops don't have guns on them; they just have the batons. Unless that law has changed,
1: I think cops are allowed. Are they police th- officers?
2: I, I don't think they were, unless it changed. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't
1: know. I, I think know. it
2: might be certain
3: cops, like elite, mm-hmm. um, more military personnel. I don't know. I'm not. Well, from viewers, the UK, guys,
1: but... let us know. Comment um, all the UK. I know we got a shout out um, just recently from Netherlands.
0: Oh he was wow! There. So cool. we certainly
1: being televised and watched um, all around the world for that. So, well, we shot some guns and Poppy certainly spoke about some of her older memories with a friend.
2: Yeah, uh, who probably,
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I thought also in this episode, you saw those little snark remarks, a little bit more from Poppy to Georgie. Stop telling me what to do, Georgie. Like... She was quite feisty with him. Yeah, do you know
2: what? yeah, yeah. Especially at the recording studio, mm. she was like really not having it with him <laughs> or anyone really.
1: No, she was uh-huh. tired, fatigue, um, and so they go in. They meet Kathy and Scott, and they couldn't quite get understand a the it factor when Kathy is 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 talking to them about but that.
2: What is it? Elvis had a flat? What was that? <laughs>
1: Like the it factor, and she's like, "But what, you know?" Yeah. Um, being told that she sounded she was a bit flat, she's not ready to release a record. Did not go well with Poppy, so they went onto this um songwriting. What was your take on the songwriting?
3: Um, actually, I thought the one line. Um, I I think he came over in '83 was like the main thing they were starting with the mm. chorus, and then Georgie came out with um, like he brought with like bags of tea. I thought that actually worked kind of well. Which is interesting because he, the songwriter naysayed it pretty quickly. Uh, it's also
2: pretty funny because Georgie ended up being so good at rhyming. Right, and exactly. And rapping like rapping later. Scene. Yeah, in the exactly. rapping scene. But um, no, I thought this was one of the, a good scene because it just got so awkward. <laughs> this was one of the most awkward scenes. Because um, the other one with the whole masturbating thing wrapped up pretty quickly. Yep. But this one just lasted. And you're just like, man, I would not want to be in that room. It just seems like a rough
3: room to be in. Right. I imagine they were also in there for a long time because yeah. um Chris was saying that when they did the scene in San Antonio uh, at the recording studio, it took all day. Yeah. And since this was the pilot, I can only imagine it may have taken longer because they weren't as they were sort of working with each other for the first time and and wanted to get as much as they could. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it could have been, you know, a full day and they you know, obviously she was showing signs of fatigue. Um, I imagine that's because... Well, she was just acting like a diva the whole right, time
2: without true. having right. the skills to back it up.
1: <laughs> well, Classic called, Poppy. Classical Poppy in her nature. Um I would say Scott seemed... He was very serious about it more. He was, you know he was how like, they like, kept on minute, throwing in the, the rhymes and just like, shut up. I'm <laughs> trying to write a proper song. And yeah. It was kind of catchy when they all came together.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really trying though. He, he really wanted it. yeah. Even though he didn't have much to work with, but he was really trying.
1: <laughs> He's like, this is American Idol. I can work with whoever. They're going to be, you know. Yeah. Poppy George like, no, we're far better than them. We don't need this stuff. Let's move on. Which they did to the noodler.
2: That was a noodler. I'd never yeah. even heard of that before. So that was new to me.
1: Have you boys, have you boys ever caught fish like with your bare hands?
3: I have not. I've fished with a fishing pole and rod. Um yes. never with my bare hands. I mean, and that was a huge catfish.
2: I mean, being a true manly man. True. I haven't either. Uh, it. yeah. I've caught with my hands. I yeah, I've done kind of like fishing normal fishing, but yeah. Just and I never heard the word noodling before where you like wear that type of gear, defensive gear. I've never heard of that. I've I've for like spear fishing or uh fly i think it's fly fishing where you're constantly in motion yeah. but never that that was new to me but that one also seemed i i like the interactions with poppy and all of them in that yeah. scene that was pretty funny to me and th- th- those guys just yeah they they seem like a uh, typical I, I guess stereotypical
1: country country
2: kids. yeah we i mean people
3: that professionally fish like that obviously have a little bit of a different personality type
2: than do you have a penis do you have two balls <laughs> yeah just then you're then a man. You're
3: <laughs> yeah i love right before that um when they were sort of talking about what they were going to do with the noodling just the irony of, of georgia like, holding a sun umbrella <laughs> talking about like this is gonna, gonna be me being a man getting my hands dirty i didn't like. even catch that you're right yeah. that's actually pretty brilliant
1: and I think, and then they were telling Georgie, advising him about how we should, you know, react to women. Or, <laughs> right. Just, you know, just, just ignore, them. ignore them. <laughs> them. And then, of course, he calls out, I was told to ignore you. Like, don't say that. I just told you. <laughs> just come on, man. Come on. All right, cheers. <laughs> Grab the fish. <laughs> and he's holding up. Georgie just looks so proud. He was so chuffed with himself. He's like, I've got the fish. <laughs> Poppy's like, oh, this doesn't help my singing. Can we go now? Yeah, that, that sounds actually, like fish.
2: I like that interaction because was also just, again, Poppy getting really um annoyed and she really had a lot of personality in this episode.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because if you think about it now, if this is used as the pilot to, you know, pitch for the networks, well, that was a 100% character. Right.
3: Yeah, were, well, yeah I think they were, they were all fresh. They really wanted the show to take off, so I yeah. think they were taking more liberties and sort of trying as much as they could. In production, it's so tiring if, if you, you know, you want to maximize your days so they're so intense and you're filming for yeah. 12 hours sometimes. So, mm. you know, if any of the scenes are late in the day, they could be very low energy just because they've been working so hard and they're just exhausted.
2: Plus traveling, too. Yeah, and it's, there were, like, I think you said 12 people in a van traveling together, or 12 to 14, so... Yeah, like you're just constantly on the road and then working these long, long hours. Yeah, doing that type of production work isn't easy at
3: yeah, all. Yeah, not glamorous.
1: No. And no. as Chris said, you really do become like a family. You yeah. Know, you sleep, you live, you breathe together and it's just right. like, all right, we're, yeah. Good or bad, you know each other. Um, and then finally we finish off, as we said, kind of abruptly, abruptly, um, the episode with Poppy's live performance, downtown Nashville, doesn't go over too
2: well boys mm. you know actually like the people in the audience even though you could tell they they didn't like it and they were rude at first afterwards they were actually pretty nice they were still clapping there's still some people clapping for it. i didn't hear any boos or jeers it was actually there was
1: just, a you suck
2: oh there was there one? Yeah. Oh, i didn't hear that but yeah. i was just surprised that people were still like clapping so i was like well, people were actually barely polite considering how bad they were
3: The Southern Hospitality
2: Yeah Um,
3: Yeah, I thought it was interesting It was sort of um, not a very packed bar But they were so bad I'm surprised that there wasn't something like people like talking to each other like what is this? Yeah, uh, maybe they knew that they were being televised and that they had a little bit more um positive like respect for
2: the performers. But mm. I was actually surprised that they were so disrespectful at first before they started.
1: Yeah, I was confused. That what was with what the was... you try to queen up? Yeah, or kill the uh, queen. I was like,
2: what? I don't know. That I was like. Really? Alright, dude. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, what If there's just one guy in the audience that's just right. like weirdly <laughs> just... adamantly against the Brits.
1: Yeah, that was quite unusual. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I thought mean, that was
2: weird.
3: Because they could have been very good. Yeah. Um I mean they weren't, but
2: Yeah, there's also like there's some really good acts from other countries, so it's right. just like okay, they didn't even start and you're jeering, so that was really weird.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, if she had a voice like Adele, he would have felt so bad.
1: Sammy Cow, you know he's done that a couple of times. Or he exactly. don't make don't judge a book by its very cover. True. Yeah, very true. Although that girl we've said, and I will continue to say, Poppy, don't quit your day job as a comedian because <laughs> you cannot sing, girl. Nah. Oh, sorry, as a royal, I said Poppy as a royal. You know, she's as, not a comedian. It's just, that's being, sort of, uh, it's
2: just being a royal a the, uh, princess.
1: Exactly, a royal princess. Now, guys. um you know we don't really need predictions for the final episode but overall take on this bbc america's show
2: yeah i mean i thought um i thought overall it was good I, I wish actually that more episodes had been like the nashville episode where it was it felt more raw yep. and real i i think to me i was like well maybe i mean, maybe that's why they wrapped it up with that but that's uh, to me that was like wow this one really felt a lot more real and I, I kind of wish we'd see more of that in the other episodes, yeah. but yeah, overall it was good. And um, I, again, I don't—I really don't know how they could do another season of this when people know these characters. But then I guess the Ali G show keeps on going mm. and has had multiple seasons, and he always plays the same characters over and over again. So maybe it is possible. It's not like everyone in the world watched this show, so True. you still got people who haven't seen it.
3: Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, I really liked their style of sort of bringing the joke back on themselves. They yeah. never really. Got too aggressive with the people they were working with And it kept those people from being really uncomfortable I mean obviously the barista was probably the most upset with them But I mean even that was sort of because of their ignorance It wasn't like Borat where he was like
2: kidnapping Pam Anderson in like a burlap sack
3: or, or taking you know,
1: personal digs at people. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, definitely, that it was on them as opposed to just random people. Uh, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, I really hope that they do do another
3: season, maybe not in America, but there's plenty of other places in the world that I'm sure don't get BBC America. Um, and they might be able to do it with, with other characters, too. so
1: Yeah. Poppy and Georgie, who knows? We could see the other 49 people exactly. that are in line for the throne before them yeah. and meet them. I mean... <laughs> Well, we know they could be also wanting to be pop stars or celebrities or need to become more manly. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> what was your overall take?
1: Overall, I I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was nice. It I think it needed to be those 30-minute. I think any longer yeah. would have been pushing it. I think nice, short, little 30-minute slot episodes like that. I think geography-wise was quite good. In terms of tourism for America, you actually got to see parts, you know, yes, they're iconic places, but some of the other parts that you wouldn't have possibly seen.
2: I learned some new things.
1: We did also, yeah, yeah, learn some new things that we didn't know. And um, I thought I just was really, I love the fact that these two, Ed and Amy, played such great characters and they really kept in you know um character mode the whole time and I've like yourself I've searched and seen the youtube eclipse and interviewing other people yeah. and they've been on the Graham Norton which is my favorite show as Poppy and um Georgie as well so they've they've gone around and done all these interviews for the show as their character and again they do a brilliant job
2: yeah They're sometimes really I actually think those are better really like the YouTube space stuff is still that was my favorite stuff I saw yeah wow those were really good yeah those were hilarious so uh, to me that stuff was awesome
1: yeah no I thought it was good and look overall I've had a fantastic time on the show with you guys yeah I hope all of our viewers have loved it as much as we have so definitely continue to comment Um, let us know your thoughts on the whole season what was it like and where can we find you Dave
2: so you guys can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein that's K-L-E-I-N
3: You guys can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman. That's Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N.
1: And, guys, you can find me on Twitter at HostMcGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H, and also on YouTube at host Stephanie HostStephanieMcGrath. And I also host uh, Real Housewives of New York, which we're finishing up on Tuesday nights, and Dance Mums. So keep on following and watching AfterBuzz TV. We do all this for you guys, and we absolutely love it. So have a good night, and that's Almost Royal, Almost Over. See you, guys.